everyone, and welcome back to Catalyst Missions. My name is Trent Irwin, hosting this. I'm joined by Doug Landrum, the Executive Director of Catalyst Missions. And we just want to provide, in this episode, an update on what happened in Cuba. So this was the first trip. Again, in the last episode, we talked, or Doug talked about how he has spent, you spent a year with these folks virtually before even touching down in in Cuba. Um, So a lot of time and attention and prayer and uh, study has gone in prior to Doug even landing in Havana. Um, So Doug, just go ahead and uh, for those who maybe didn't see the first one, talk about, uh, lead us up to this moment of, of even finding somebody in Cuba, mm-hmm. finding an opportunity in Cuba, and then lead us up to the, the most recent trip that you just took. Yeah, so uh, probably back, it was probably back towards the beginning of 2021 that our national coordinator in Nicaragua suggested to me that I talk to a pastor in Cuba. His name is Justo Pila. And um, he said, I think he'll be a great contact for you and probably would be um, one you could work work through to set up a training site in Cuba. So I think it was around March, 2021, I started meeting with Pastor Justo online. We met every single week. Sometimes the internet was an issue, but we met every single week faithfully uh, from March all the way through uh, the end of the year. And uh, so we were still meeting together as we came into 2022 and looking towards setting up a site in, uh, it originally was in his hometown, but then he said, let's actually set up two, one in my hometown, Hatibonico, and one in Havana, which is the capital of Cuba. So long-term relationship with Justo, uh, just, you know, vetting his character, vetting his integrity. Are we on the same page theologically and ecclesiologically? Is he the type of person we want to work with? Mm. Uh, does he does he share the vision of Catalyst, and could we see him multiplying it? So right. that was sort of what led all the way up to first trip in April of 2022. Yeah, so like Doug said, a lot goes into finding regional coordinators, yep. um, connecting with them, like you said, vetting them. This is not something that needs to be taken lightly. Uh, so there, there's a lot of time and attention that goes into that on purpose for a reason, because if we're going to see, uh, if we're going to see success, if you will, if we're going to see great training uh, by the Lord's hand, um, it has to be through people that we can trust, that we know are, are going to do this diligently, faithfully, um, you know, th- this kind of work. So, uh, yeah, take us to the trip. What was, yeah. what was, what were you planning and hoping to do during this first trip that you took to Cuba? Yeah. So in Havana, which is the site that we're going to be traveling to to train. So there's two right now. Pastor Husso is going to run the one in Hatibonico. Um, he's going to do the training there. So essentially, he's sitting in the training with us uh, in Havana, and then he'll go multiply that in Hatibonico among another pastor training group. In Havana, we're working with a church planting network. Um, some of these churches that have been planted do not have pastors at the moment, and our hope is that we're training up the next crop of pastors to help faithfully shepherd uh, some of these churches that have been planted but do not have pastors. And we, what we're trying to do is essentially what Paul did in Acts 14, which is you have churches that were planted, and he goes back through uh, all the places that he went on his first missionary journey in order to establish elders in all the churches. So we're hoping to do that in the same way in, in Havana. Um, and so we started out with this particular training group. We met in a, um, in a church that is sort of the mother church for this church planning network, which is what uh, where they housed all the training. 
give us uh, give us an overview just of Cuba, particularly as a country, as a people. Uh, obviously, that's it. It's a very interesting country yep. just because of the history over the last uh, decades, right. just with communism and everything that's going on. Give us just a sense of of what what uh, the, what the culture is like and what the pe- what, what what the people are like too yeah. down there. Yeah. That was pretty much, uh, that was one of the most interesting things for me because I was a little pensive about going, frankly. One, I'd never been to Cuba. Two, I mean, if you talk to anybody who is like our parents' age, it's the Cuban Missile Crisis. And so, you know, it's like we don't have relationships with Cuba. And uh, now the door is open for us to travel there, which is also a fairly recent development. So when you go to Cuba, from the government side, there is no tourist visa. And there is no religious visa. So you have another set of categories that you can choose from that you can sort of declare your visa. So we were prepared to go into the country and declare an educational visa. We're going to be be very forthright about what we were doing. We're here to educate pastors um, in a church setting. But they didn't even ask us any of those questions. So we had no problems getting in. Praise the Lord. We'd prayed a lot about that. Um, once you're in Cuba, there's two things that stand out. One, the people are fantastic. Um, they are a welcoming, loving, communi- community-based people. They, the, the training group we had, I mean, they're just hungry for the Word of God. Hungry for the Word of God. And they will go to great lengths in order to receive it. I mean, Mm -hmm. lengths that really shame me, frankly, (laughs) to receive the word. Two, um, because it's a communist country, the poverty there is stifling. And you've been to to Bolivia, to areas of Colombia, just other other areas in Central, I mean, Nicaragua, other areas where there is significant poverty. Certainly, yeah, socioeconomic problems all over Latin America. Nothing like what is going on in Cuba. It is, bu- it is far and away the worst I've ever seen. Wow. Um, in fact, they told me, you know, Ukraine gets the majority of the media coverage for obvious reasons. Um, that's, I mean, we understand that. But the next major world crisis that nobody knows about is Cuba. I mean, they, they've had um, thousands of young people that have left the country in recent months just to try to escape. Because the, the, the level of poverty is nationwide. Um, so, and because of the U.S. sanctions on Cuba, because of human rights violations, you know, your credit card doesn't work, USD doesn't work. So it's, 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 a, it's hard to move around there. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit more difficult. But it is so worth it with the door that is open right now. Um, and, you know, this is a prayer point for the people of Cuba, just in general. Each Cuban family, I was told, needs about $400 a month to survive. And the majority of the Cuban families do not have that. So I, there was a guy there who is well-trained, uh, high intellectual capacity. Um, and he even said, he said, the intellectual capital of Cuba is very high, but we don't have any opportunities. He said, I've not been able to buy my kids clothes in two years. And I mean, that puts things into Mm -hmm. perspective, like everything they have goes to food because they're just trying to survive. Right. Um, And it's so much more difficult because you're on an island. Oh, absolutely. So you don't just flee across a border to another country. Right. There's significant logistics there. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Now, as far as, as far as us uh, getting in and out, it really was no, no difficulty um, going in and out, which is just crazy. Cause you know, people are like, I can't believe you're traveling to Cuba. Well, 
it's an open door right now. So we praise God for that and uh, are just grateful for the, the ability to work with the people there and what, what we were able to see. Uh, God is still at work, even among a very, very devastatingly difficult situation. God is at work, and it's amazing to see when you take away affluence how hungry people are for the word. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to ask that, just, just what the spiritual landscape is amongst those people. Yeah. It, first, I mean, well, first, first tell me, um, is it Catholic Catholics? Yeah. There's a had, large Catholic had, presence had, there. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of what the current presence is. Um, yeah, there's, there's a large Catholic presence. Um, there's a, but there is also a large Protestant pre- presence, uh, in the country. Um, and I, I think that the, the current, the, the difficult part of the current landscape is that I was told that a number of pastors have also left just because it's so difficult and that, you know, they're, they have a number of churches without pastors. So that's, that's a problem. Um, but that's a problem that we're trying to help remedy. Uh, so that's part of what we're, what we're trying to do there. I mean, you have, you have church planning networks that don't have pastors, but you also have churches that they don't have pastors because their pastors have left uh, because of the situation. So um, that's sort of the current landscape, but no lack of zeal, no lack of zeal to see the gospel multiplied faithfully. And um, it's just, it's as, it's as it is in a lot of other places where we work. There's deep hunger, but a lack of opportunity to receive good training. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, inter- it's interesting to know just when you're in a situation like that for people where, like you said, they are literally fighting on a daily basis just to eat um, and hopefully have some semblance of a roof over their head. Yep. Just how much people need to cling to the gospel yep. and how hungry people are for hope, Yep. you know, yep. which is ultimately what we receive. Right. Um, yeah. Tell me about just after this, after having this trip, um, what, what is the future looking like for, yeah. for the training that will occur? Yeah. So a couple different things to mention there. One is, as we said to this training group, we're going to be working with you for the next three years. So three trainings per year for the next three years. And uh, Pastor Husto is going to be providing mentorship for the pastor group on the ground, both of them. So uh, that's great, and they're committed. So that's what it's going to look like there. Uh, three, three planned week-long trainings uh, per year, and that would be for three years. Also, uh, we're setting up Pastor Husto's wife uh, to connect with our um, Women's Discipleship Coordinator for Latin America so that they can start a relationship there because also, you know, we, we were told, hey, there, I mean, there are tons of women that want to be trained to make disciples among other women. And so we're like, well, let's, let's see what we can do about that as well and connect them. So that's what it's going to look like over the next few years. We're hoping to have pastor training track, women's discipleship track going together, and uh, it'll be a steady, committed, uh, small group of faithful disciples in both cases. Awesome. Well, that's been an update on uh, the most recent uh, and probably the newest, it's the newest project site, right? Yes. Um, yep. In Cuba, again, work has been going on with those on the ground uh, for about a year or more prior to this trip happening. Doug just got back uh, from the trip. And so we just wanted to provide all of you with an update of, of what is the current landscape like in Cuba, uh, why we're in Cuba and involved there, uh, and then, then what 
the, the kind of work that's been going on so far. So um, I know you've already touched on some things and there's some things that we can pull out as far as how we can be praying yep. for Cuba, but yep. are there any other specific points that, that uh, myself or others could be praying specifically for, for Cuba? Yeah, I, I would just pray um, that the gospel, as Paul said to the Thessalonians would, would speed forward and not be hindered. Um, at the same time of praying for the humanitarian crisis that is there right now, uh, and the need that they have just, just to have the basic elements of life. Um, it's crazy. Um, but beyond that, we just pray that the gospel would continue to speed forward and that the Lord would bless local churches with, uh, faithful, healthy leadership and shepherding, um, you know, from going forward from now and, and in the future. Um, so I'd say that that would be the best way to pray. Well, thank you all for joining us for this conversation and talking about Cuba. We're going to have a lot more updates uh, in the, the coming months and in the coming year as to what that training looks like and how it's going to evolve. So thank you so much. In, in our next episode, we plan to discuss the most recent updates to the West Africa projects and those three countries, right? Three countries? Four. Four, yep. four, four countries. Um, so, so definitely come back and listen to the update of what's going on in West Africa as we update you guys on everything that's happening there. A very long-standing relationship with those people yep. there. Incredible work that's going on. And so we cannot wait to see you as Doug uh, shares more about that project. So we will see you on that episode.